Thanks for joining us again. Jared and I are back in the uh, slasher movie saddle for a what? How how would I describe this? A lower a lower tier slasher film. That's fair. 1982's The Slumber Party Massacre. Before we get to that, just a little bit of quick news that <laughs> piqued our interest. I don't think it piqued anyone else's. But uh, Netflix are going to release a quasi remake slash sequel to one of our favourite uh, cheesy action flicks of the 90s, Sudden Death, starring Michael Jai White in the Van Damme role. Jared, your, uh, your thoughts on this? Super excited. I can't wait. <laughs> Supposedly it's coming out in September. Yeah, I think it's early September. Um, yeah, great. They also mentioned... I mean, this is what Netflix should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned that it was going to be kind of like buddy... as a buddy sort of thing, like buddy, like the buddy cop films. Yeah. But there's, he's going to have like a sidekick. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what they actually do with it. Is Van Damme the sidekick? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's funny that you. It's funny that you use the term sidekick. I think there's going to be a lot of sidekicks. Yeah, there'll be a lot of sidekicks. Front in there. kicks and roundhouse kicks as well. <laughs> I think, um, I'm all for this. You're over the moon. <laughs> I am, I'm thrilled. Can't wait. I also read today too that Van Damme's got a Netflix picture in the works hmm. as well. Good. So everybody's getting on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix is basically just churning them out. Yeah. I mean, I love it because most of this stuff probably wouldn't, you know, wouldn't get made or it'd be made and just buried, that sort of thing. So yeah. it's always good to know that uh, Netflix are also putting out, they're putting out their highbrow stuff. Yeah. But they're also sort of catering to the lower... <laughs> Catering oh. to the idiots. Like, not the idiots, but just the people who would prefer to see a little bit of... I mean, look, idiots have $15 a month to spare as well. So you have to cater to everybody. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. like them to. I would like them to skew a little more to the Blumhouse model when they're... Yeah. Like, they, they give a little bit of money to make these things. I mean, Blumhouse is doing this a lot now, is getting the intellectual property and chucking a film out, but... They seem to, even though they have some notable misfires, they seem to at least attempt to keep the quality up, whereas Netflix seems to just drop off a bag of cash to your office and then <laughs> say, do whatever you want. Yeah, they just... We'll uh, see you in six months. And say, do, you, do you want to make a movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> Here's a bag of cash. Um, bring it back when it's done. <laughs> Yeah, I think they need to. I think they need to do a little, a little bit more, more stringent. Yeah, a little bit, little bit more quality assurance on on things there. But look, I'll take I'll take a sudden death sequel any day of the week. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why I was searching for sudden death <laughs> on Google. <laughs> But yeah. there it was. It wasn't trending. It, it didn't pick it up that way. Actually, I think it might have been on Instagram. Right. Someone. So you searched for sudden death on Instagram? <laughs> no, no, it was on our feed, oh, and okay. it was a picture of Michael Jai White, and it said he's in the sudden death. I believe it's called Welcome to Sudden Death. Okay. So I jumped on it. I went straight to Google, hence I found myself in a pretty uh, interesting spot yep. to hear that it was... I thought it was actually out, so I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> in fact, I was quite a rapable. <laughs> I was pretty rapable when I found out it wasn't actually out. Yeah, I had to wait for I it. I was pretty pissed off about that, because I wanted to get into it, but... Okay. Look, mate, I'm happy with it, and I'll be, I'll be there. Good. All right, let's take a quick break. Here's the trailer to 1982's The Slumber Party Massacre. 
the basketball team is planning a party. A slumber party. The party begins at 8 o'clock. Love it, too. You think I'm getting better? But be on the lookout for an uninvited guest. Please, please. When the pizza arrives, things really start jumping. Some people may have to leave early. But others will hang around and hang around. Pizza? I feel better already. Really, I do. But for those who stay, there'll be plenty of surprises. <laughs> and non-stop action. The Slumber Party Massacre from 1982. It's directed and produced by Amy Holden Jones, who directed another film called Made to Order. The screenplay was by Rita Mae Brown. She wrote the Long Hot Summer miniseries. But there was also some uncredited rewrites by Amy Holden Jones as well. And also, if I'm not mistaken, some some uncredited uh, reshoots by Roger Corman. (laughs) So it would seem. It stars Michelle Michaels as Trish, Robin Stile as Valerie, Deborah Delisso as Kim, and Michael Valella as Russ Thorne. The budget was $220,000. And the box office, according to Wikipedia, is $3.6 million. A little bit of trivia. The entire score was done on a Casio synthesizer. Couldn't tell. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm not surprised by hearing that piece of trivia. All right, look, this is uh, what we would call... I I said this was a second-tier, second-tier slasher from the 80s. Look, the acting, the dialogue, the lack of plot, the pacing, you're never going to mistake it for... Great cinema, but honestly, I had a good, pretty good time with this. This is kind of like boiling down the slasher elements into a film on a on a budget, right? The kills are pretty good. It's actually pretty well directed under the circumstances, and for the cheap budget, it kind of works. And it actually sticks very similar to something like Halloween. And in fact, it uses a lot of Halloween sort of cues, you know, him sort of standing out in the in the garden and his car being there and all that sort of stuff. And it actually works pretty well. I also got a real kick out of the next door neighbour, guy by the name of Mr. Content, who is absolute genius. Genius. But overall, a cheesy and enjoyable 80s slasher that I would probably watch again. I actually gave it three out of five. Hmm. Yeah, I, I did too. It's got obviously it's got that reputation for being, you know, being written and directed by a woman, and 
you know, swapping some of the gender roles and the norms of the genre. Like you got a group of survivors instead of, and and they they work together instead of just splitting off, and they're not doing the usual things that you would see in a slasher film as much. Obviously, uh, Mr. Corman ensured that there was a few <laughs> a few of the standard tropes in there that yeah. we're used to. Mr. Content, I want a spin-off. <laughs> I want a spin-off for Mr. Content. Absolutely brilliant. I think the big letdown for me was the, the, the killer was a bit sort of... Yeah, they showed him off very early and he lacked any sort of presence, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, he looked like George Michael in The Faith of <laughs> That's how he was dressed, you know, the double, ge- double yeah, denim, the double denim, and the bloody cowboy booty. Yeah. yeah, but they they made up for that with some some of the direction and and some some of the ways that they shot the kills, which were all pretty pretty good. So I was the same. I I enjoyed it quite a quite a bit. I was um, surprised. Never overstays its welcome. I mean, it doesn't have a chance to <laughs> overstay anything at 70, 77 minutes. But uh, yeah, I had, I had good fun with it. Yeah, so did I. Australian to the likes fashion and and hair. Yeah. The fashion's magic across the board. <laughs> like, everybody's wearing either too tight, high-waisted, shorts that are... Like, they wouldn't they wouldn't cover your balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh... I mean, so sure, it's not funny. You're a big fan of the bloke that was wearing, like, the mauve polo at the, <laughs> at the he, basketball game, and he'd, he'd obviously been to the hairdressers and said, give me the Steve Perry. <laughs> and it, it was just... I mean, it was glorious. It was flowing. In, it was mulatastic, I would say. <laughs> I also think that um, Russ, I, I did I did dig the Russ Thorne, Billy Ray Cyrus look, you know, him in his, in his full denim kit. In the full Canadian tuxedo. I mean, you know, I'll get into some dislikes about Russ Thorne because, later on because he does kind of perhaps spend too much time on screen, which would I think would be fair in terms of the type of killer that he is. Yep. Because he's unmasked, so it kind of takes away a bit of that tension and any suspense about it. Yeah. But, yeah, I love his look. Mm. Love his look. One of its strengths, and, you know, I'm probably going to be pointing to... It's a bit of, bit of both parties. I think the, the people who wrote it and directed it initially, Corman comes in and does what a savvy businessman does in 1982. Yeah. And these films are big business, yep. and he gives you some of that. And it, the film kind of embraces some of that. Yeah, it's got to have gore. It's, it's got to have, have nudity. A TNA, it's like got to have the POV shots, the jump scares. Yeah, it kind of embraces a lot of that. And look, it would have been it'd be very interesting to see what the filmmakers actually intended mm. without how where it sort of went to, and this is all according to the trivia, they kind of indicate that the film was supposedly different. Didn't they say it was kind of like a spoof or a... Yeah, well, I think the original writer intended it to be a spoof and intended to play up the more, the the gender swapping, the the roles and things like that. But then, yeah, I think the likes of Corman and some other people that got involved made it more of a straight down the line slasher. And in a way, both sort of sides of that kind of work here. Yeah, because they do take a couple of little tweaks to the the general slasher movie formula mm. that I think kind of work, even in in a kind of amusing way. There's a couple of little amusing sequences that you know you initially go, "This is really stupid," and they actually play it for being really stupid. Yeah, which is which is yeah fairly smart. Direction is actually pretty good. Yeah, there's some really nice touches, especially when it comes to some of the kills and, and 
the scares. Mm. I mean, there's even a couple of little jump scares. Some of the jump scares are just naff. There's a lot of, you know, someone grabbing someone on the shoulder and things like that, but some of them actually work pretty well. Mm. The kills in particular, I thought there were some really interesting interesting shots and, and even stuff that you have seen elsewhere, it was done in a way that worked pretty well here, like it was, it was sprung on you or it was... Yeah. Like, in fact, there's a couple of moments where I was genuinely surprised that it yeah. was there. Yep. And when you're a slasher movie fan, you expect the tropes and you expect to be the jump scares and all that. And I think they did it reasonably well under those circumstances. Yeah, definitely. To get a jump or two out of you when you've, you know, I mean, I haven't seen this movie for a long time. So to get those little jumps and that and surprises where I was like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, going into particulars, something like the the van where the girl gets gets taken into the van, which was, again, something that we've seen in other movies, but it did give you a jolt. Like Especially, when the, the yeah, because she's kind of walking along behind the others, and yeah. then suddenly the door just opens and he grabs her. Yeah, and it's in I, daylight, and that's all. These I actually think they places. probably went too far by showing her being killed. Yeah, yeah. I would have just had it, he, he reached out and grabbed her, Yeah, and that's it. cut it down a little bit in the van. Because once you saw the van start sort of shaking around and her in there and lots of people around, it sort of dulled the effect a little bit. But even so, it was a nice touch. There's the ones in the gym, like where there's a shot that seems to be from up like in the bloody rafters or something yeah. where... Showcasing it that showcases alone. that she's like in this, you know, in the massive space and she's alone. There's things to do with when they run out of the house and... and Russ shows up like it's it's pretty good yeah. overall. One particular shot that I really liked was the one where the girls are walking across the the school parking lot and talking, and the camera's kind of up up high. It's above them, kind of looking down, yeah, and yeah. following them along. Yep. And it, they go, they walk past a um, a mini skip. Yep. And of course, we we can see in the mini skip, but they can't. Yep. And the corpse of the girl who was grabbed off the street, she's in the skip. Mm. And very some of the... Some simple of the, but effective. It was very effective. And there's some things that they take from a movie like Halloween. I mean, there was a bunch of times where you looked at it and thought, yeah, they've taken that from Halloween. But even then, some of them worked. Like the guys walking down the street and then, you know, as they walk out of the frame, it stops on the van yeah. and things like that. That just, just, you know, neat little slasher elements. And there's another one where the guy... Sorry, where the girl's playing the piano at home. Yeah. And the camera's kind of on the piano, her playing the piano, and it just slowly sort of creeps away from her and up towards the stairs, and then you just see a, a male shadow sort of coming down the stairs. Yeah. Again, very nice touch. Mm-hmm. Working with a lot, not much money, but sort of squeezing it and getting some decent shots and stuff out of it. Yeah, Which absolutely. I was a fan of. Interesting to see Sly Stallone's Playgirl girl spread <laughs> seem to get some sort of cameo in there. Yeah. Again, maybe that's more the feminist element coming into it. You know, the whole idea of the girls looking at a male person in the nude. Yeah. But then again, that's kind of undercut by the fact that we spend a fairly lengthy portion of the start of the movie in the showers. Yeah, yeah. Which is where this is where you see that you think you know that's that's perhaps where where the influence of someone like Roger Corman came in and was like, I've got to sell this yeah. somehow and I'm going to sell it to the audience like this. And um, But I mean, even in that scene, 
I just about spat out my drink when you know, the very first thing that happens is a girl walks in and one of the other ones says, hey, I think your tits are getting bigger. And I just about spat my drink out with laughter. And <laughs> uh, Speaking of uh, amusing comments, one of the girls is at home waiting for the other girls to come around for the uh, slumber party. And there's a knock at the door and she goes, who is it? And the response is, we're here for the orgy. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> I, I, thought, I knew you enjoyed that one. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I am a bloody, I am a lowbrow man, but, you know, you got to have a bit of a laugh with this stuff, and this is you do. kind of... And it feels like those are where the uh, where the, the parody elements are still in there. Yes. Yeah. So, and that stuff still kind of works. It's it makes those girls seem a little bit self-aware, you know, of, of the, the... It's a little bit meta, I yes. suppose. Let's get to Mr. Content. I did laugh at that. That was good. Mr. Content Mr. is the Content. next door neighbour. Yeah. And he's just, kind of, he's just kind of a sleazy yet amusing presence. Yes. First we find that he's gone into their house without them being there. So the girl comes home and finds Content, I don't know, doing what? Oh, so she's, in the, she's, she's on the piano and he comes sneaking in, doesn't oh, he? Oh, no, no but, that, no, but didn't that happen... Didn't she turn up home and found the door open? Yeah, I think it was something like that. But I think he came in after her. Oh, okay. So I think there's a there's a there's an insinuation that it wasn't him that opened the door, but it was him that crept in there. But of course, <laughs> me and you, too, you know, we drew long bows out of that and had a bit of a laugh about what he was doing in there. But yeah, <laughs> he was definitely upstairs, <laughs> rifling through her underwear drawer. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but to add to that, he also seems pretty bloody stoked when he sees a bag of hash. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The girls pull out a bag of, uh, bag of weed yeah, and yeah. Content's face lights up like bloody whoa. Yeah. He it doesn't says, want to get know, involved but he makes mention of it. Yeah, he says, to, you know, I, I won't tell you, I won't tell your parents if you don't tell them I, I was in here with it or something like that. It's <laughs> not a good look for Content but again, it's kind of like this sleazy character but it's kind of played for laughs and it kind of works in yeah. that sense. Also, the guy seems to... A, he wears a, a rocking Hawaiian shirt, mm. but he also seems to hunt snails with a meat cleaver. <laughs> find yeah. him outside yes. hunting snails. I've got 52 for the night, he says. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, and the girl says, why don't you use pesticides? Ah, it's not organic. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, he gets plenty of laughs. I found, like, as far as this movie is very much lacking in character development. It has no real character development no. in it. So I found content to be a a kind of an intriguing character yeah. because of kind I mean, of how he's played. I don't think he was supposed to be. I think a lot of it's unintentional. But, I mean, we had a fucking good time with I had a ball with the bloke. I'd love to see more of him. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favourite sequences is actually the one where the girl and her boyfriend are making out in the car, which is in the garage. Yep. And then she, the boyfriend says, come on, come on, come on, we need to do this. And, you know, <laughs> puts the hard word on, as per usual, back then. And she says, oh, look, I can't. He says, come back to my place. My parents won't be home for hours. And so she says, oh, I better just tell the girls. They'll be upset. So she goes inside, tells the girls, going to get some beer with old mate. 
and she comes back, gets in the car, and starts talking to him about, oh, gee, that was difficult, and she goes to hugging him, his head falls off. (laughs) (laughs) That was another element that worked pretty well. You can see the the parallels with Halloween and the darkened car and things like that. So we thought, you know, is he in in the back seat? Then, of course, off goes the head. Oh, shit! (laughs) And then she starts honking and... Of course, you know, you can't hear that because we're making strawberry daiquiris inside with the blender going. So, yeah, that was that was quite amusing. And look, her death isn't too bad either. She gets yeah. out of the car, he knocks her over. There's kind of yeah. that shot of him standing over her with the, the drill sort of pointed down, yeah. kind of phallically, the, if you want to call it After that. the killer's put down his sign that says honky for yeah. you. Know. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty good sequence. And Cortez put his his side down. I'll give you a warning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's actually pretty deftly executed for that type of stuff. So, yeah. (laughs) As I said, I got a fair old surprise after his head fell off. And speaking of surprise, that's followed up very quickly with the pizza man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking open the door to the pizza man who has no eyes. And then just fucking falls in. I mean, I'm not sure how the logistics of that worked, whether it was propped up against the door and then it was a bit of a, you know, a, a ring and run scenario. <laughs> but, but yeah, again. You look closer, there's a bag of flaming dog shit there too. <laughs> but again, as soon as it happened, both you and me were like, oh, fuck, what's going on here? The good thing was the pizza was still warm and edible. Yeah, well, so... someone partook in a slice or two. <laughs> I mean, as you mentioned, I would probably do the same. I'd like a slice just to calm the nerves a little bit. Well, I need all my strength <laughs> for the ensuing battle. <laughs> That's right. It's gonna, you need something to burn. After that, one bike gets drilled through the chest, mm-hmm. which is a nice sequence. And also the girl opening the door to go out, once they realise they're kind of trapped, Although I'm not really sure how they're kind of trapped. Like, they're not really cut off. It is in a no. suburb. And the... So they're not really cut off, but they decide strength in numbers, which yep. is which is where it takes, you know, a, slight takes a different approach. And she opens the door and he, he's, again, surprised the shit out of him. He's, he's waiting there and he just cuts her throat sort with, of swipes, the, yeah. with the drill bit. And, again, that was pretty well done. Like, you know, it, it, I think they relied on those quick sort of... Quick hits, like no, nah, nah. definitely. Rather than trying to kind of ramp up tension, just get in there and, and do some quick hits, and it works. For yeah, a and they kind of inadvertently. Oh, it might have been intentional, but you see him a lot. But then a couple of the kills, he just you don't expect him to be there because mm. they show him so often. A couple of times, something just happens and he's just there and then done. Mm. And so it sort of works in that way. Yeah, I actually thought the girl hiding in the dress bag in the closet. Mm. was kind of cool because he kind of busts into the closet and checks everywhere when he's chasing her and then he leaves and the camera kind of zooms in and you see her hand come up inside one of those partially pearled sort of dress bags. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice little touch, you know. Another flourish. Flourish. A directorial flourish. And that was very near the... And Roger was like, get that shit out of here. Get it it a few more sets of boobs. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, very near the fridge too. Which yeah. seems kind of, you know, how you would open the fridge door and not see. But the way they shoot it, as she's talking to someone else and opening the fridge and then closing it, and the body's in the fridge, it works It works really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have missed a beat. 
No, I'm, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm, my, going, I'm my, going there for a Coke or a beer or something. That's my what I'm dad, My dad used to fire up left and right back when I was a kid uh, in, during the holidays because I'd walk into the kitchen and open the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Close it, walk away. Two minutes later. Open it. And mum would be it. like, there's nothing else, nothing to change in the last <laughs> yeah, two yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's right. But it, And, of course, I would blow up that, you know, because you've left the door open for 10 seconds, that that's going to cost me another fucking $5 of electricity, not understanding how that all works. <laughs> oh, it's going to take a bloody $5 to cool that fucking thing down again. No, it's not. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd, I'd yeah, I'd, I'd, cop my, I'd cop my hiding and I'd, I'd you yeah, know, bow my head, wander away. Five minutes later, I'd be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fair to say I wasn't listening. <laughs> My mum took a different approach. She wouldn't. She wouldn't say there's nothing. Nothing's changed. She'd just kind of go after the second time I did it. She'd go, "What are you looking for?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. <laughs> I'm just looking." <laughs> I've got no idea. Yeah. The finale. It's ludicrous and silly as a wheel, but. I just loved it. I mean, he gets his <laughs> head cut off. <laughs> well, let's backtrack a little. First thing, he's inside, he's bloody, he's taking on... Dribbling. He's, he's dribbling on about how he loves them and all this sort of shit. And, you know, note to Russ, don't talk. <laughs> yeah. As you come across just poorly. Stay quiet. But he's fighting with the the coach, the basketball coach, I think. She's, she's just turned up randomly out of nowhere. He's fighting with her. She's got a fireplace poker and he's got his drill and she he trips or something and he that's right the, the Courtney trips him over yeah she belts the, the 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 coach belts him over the head with the fireplace poker which is conveniently made out of rubber <laughs> <laughs> she freaking bounces around all over the joint but he then kills her or tries to kill her sorry kills her one of the other girls charges back in there and he starts up this rant about how he's yeah, he loves them and everything. And then in comes another girl fucking wielding a machete and old Russ goes, oh, shit. Yeah, that's Valerie. <laughs> Valerie comes in to save the day. And, and, and Russ just goes, oh, shit, and runs <laughs> off. <laughs> Gets outside. Yeah, that's where he's lacking that real kind of, uh, you know, that, that uh, scary factor of oh, he's, he's unstoppable. He's definitely stoppable. <laughs> I mean, he, I'm done for the night shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wheels around and takes off at pace. And they 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 have a showdown out near the pool. She cuts his hand off. Loved it. He continues to scream and yell and stuff. He gets stabbed in the guts or cut across the guts and he falls in the pool. Yep. And then while Valerie's getting her bearings, <laughs> Russ reappears. Stump first. <laughs> yeah. Stump comes out first. Yeah. Followed by him. He begins to rant about <laughs> And he's screaming like an idiot. And then two other girls appear and they're all screaming and people are machetes are whooshing. It's bloody lunacy. And yeah. then Russ falls on the end of a machete <laughs> after slapping a few people with his one good hand. <laughs> I mean, it was lunacy, but it was wildly entertaining. Exactly. <laughs> I was loving it. Yeah. Russ, champion. <laughs> it was pure cheese, mate. It was cheese. I was hoping he'd start slapping with the other one, too. <laughs> with the stump. <laughs> slapping people with the stump. I didn't have any more likes. 
No, that was it for me. Probably oh, a few more look, shots I could mention that I liked. But yeah, there was the one in the gym. I, I liked the girl getting found because, you know, you're used to Michael and Jason just kind of when they're searching for somebody, the person loses track of them and then all of a sudden they're standing over the top of them or something like that. This one, at least, Russ had no idea. He was just standing <laughs> on the spot, not sure where this girl was, but then sees the the the... Blood that's leaking blood. out under the door. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. And I did enjoy the two blokes, <laughs> those two imbeciles that are ogling through the window and then somehow getting inside the party and immediately are thinking, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we're in trouble. And then both of them get done in very swiftly. I mean, they, yeah. were, they were two of the most useless characters I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and I but do, I, again, I, I do think that's coming back to what you were saying, the gender reversal. and the- Yeah, and that, that seemed like a bit of the parody too. These two bozos that are talking about, oh, we've got to, got to ring someone up and get a date or whatever, and then they're ogling through windows. Well, I've and never seen that two blokes would be so excited about a pair of boobs in my life. Like, fellas, come on. This is not how to approach things. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I got a couple of laughs out of them due to that That, that idea. idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dislikes. It certainly looks cheap. Like, yeah. you're not going to think to yourself, gee, it's a polished production because it definitely looks very cheap. Mm. Um, it, even the film stock and everything looks pretty... Pretty sort of grainy, but and that adds to the aesthetic of obviously a little, only very little money's being used. The acting kind of proves it too. You certainly didn't get anyone who's a decent performer. They're all fairly nondescript. I mean, Christ, I didn't even know half their names. Mm. <laughs> like, I didn't know the girls' names. I didn't really. And that, that and that's yeah. More, you hear them a few times, but there's a couple of the girls I, I couldn't even be sure I'd heard their names in the. That's in more the of a plot thing. Yeah. Um. Because that's one of its biggest problems. There isn't really a storyline. No. I mean, when they get to the party, it is more sort of. I mean, they're doing slumber party esque things. They're they're fucking a little bit boring. They're reading horoscopes out of the newspaper and they're yeah. leering at sliced alone in, in Playgirl magazine and things like that. Although that was in the other house, <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Valerie and her sister. But but why didn't Valerie get a gig to the party? I don't know. Was there some? They were jealous. Unresolved of, tension that I somebody was jealous on? of. Her, I think Diane was jealous of her basketball skills. Oh yeah. Which brings me to another dislike. Oh, One yeah. of the worst basketball scenes committed to film. I mean, fuck Diane. Pass the rock. <laughs> Coach is trying to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was how Valerie managed to not get herself an invite, but she was the only one on the court that managed to be able to play basketball. By the looks Hang of. on, so Diane wouldn't pass the rock? Yeah. <laughs> Diane, honestly, I don't think Diane knew she was playing basketball. <laughs> no. It was just horrendous. <laughs> Not a basketball player amongst them. Yeah, I mean, lift your head up. Stop looking down when you're dribbling. you got to see the floor, people. No wonder you're not passing, Diane. Shit. Have a look around. Your eyes aren't painted on, darling. But for these sort of movies, when when you go to the cast, listen, we're going to have a basketball game. Does anyone know how to play basketball? And everyone goes, nah, you don't have the basketball game. You decide you'll really yeah. like that scene. Uh, let's, have a, uh, let's play checkers. 
Yeah, I oh, mean, they put absolutely shocking. Yeah, they did, obviously they didn't have the budget to put you know Wesley Snipes through six <laughs> weeks of basketball camp like White Man Can't Jump or something like that. But let's let's gauge the crowd. What do you girls <laughs> play so we can make this look semi realistic? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, even if you didn't, just have them walking along talking and some sort of unresolved issue between Valerie and Diane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Diane didn't pass the rock. That's the unresolved issue. <laughs> Well, yeah, we don't have to see the fact that she doesn't pass the rock. Just tell us she didn't pass the rock in last week's game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was open. She didn't pass it. <laughs> yeah, I would have hit the winning bucket. You know? I mean, one girl throws a shot up and fucking hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It hits the fucking... I reckon the backboard on the other court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It slams into the backboard, does not draw any little piece of iron whatsoever. And then I think she says, ooh, uh, bad shot or something like that. The coach is telling her, yeah, fucking bad shot, all right. Yeah, um, oh, it's this absolute stinker. I, I can never understand. And, I, you know, I probably it's probably because it's a low-budget film. They just felt they'd throw that in there, a bit of action. Yeah, yeah. Things happening. No, get away yeah. from that shit. If you can't play basketball, don't fucking do it. I mean, even if you can't, let's structure it. Let's run a fucking stack play or a simple box <laughs> out of bounds or something. I'm sure you can teach them how to do that in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Pop this, Diane won't, <laughs> Diane won't fucking give the rock up. Yeah, that's right. Diane will get it, and she's supposed to look to the next person, you know, popping off a screen or something, but Diane's not passing it. No, I think, like, cut that entire thing. David, have any comment about fucking not passing the rock? Just have a sequence where they both walk through the corridor at school, and Diane goes, mm, yeah, yeah. looks at fucking Valerie yeah. with... With a bloody greasy eye. What's the matter, Diane? Oh, she beat me at checkers. (laughs) I know, she just goes, she's a fucking shit of a person. (laughs) Just keeps walking, you know? Yeah. Get away from the basketball because quite Yeah, that's frankly, more realistic. Why don't you like it? Because I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like it that. It certainly at wasn't all. fucking ESPN or anything we were watching. No. The music. Wow. If you. I mean, I'm not surprised it was done on a Casio, Casio keyboard. Yeah, like every every turn, whenever you see Russ, you hear the... It sounds like a fucking church organ. <laughs> it does, yeah. it does. And the ending, the in the finale, there's music that just goes... It sounds like we're at the fucking bullpen or something. It's funny, it's we're at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get us a couple of bags of peanuts <laughs> while we're watching. Um, it's just, it's horrible. Like, the, it, it's a real cheap, like, it's a real sort of corner-cutting exercise to have something so cheap. Yeah, it's, it does hurt it a little bit. A little bit. Cause, because they do manage to, if you if you add a decent score to some of those some of those scenes that are directed quite nicely, then you're on a bit of a winner. But also, you could, there are moments in this film where they could generate some suspense, but there's no music. Like, they actually just cut the music out entirely. Yeah. And one in particular is where one of the blokes comes hot-footing across from the house, knife in hand, yeah. to run over to Valerie's place to tell her, yeah, you help us out. And he's yep. banging on the door, and it's supposed to be kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Yeah. And Russ is, Russ is you know, rampaging up towards him, and there is no music, there is nothing. It is just purely suspense-free. Yeah. He, and Russ just kind of drags him off the porch... They roll around on the grass. There's still no music. Hmm. And then he stabs him to death. And it's kind of like, well, you know, 
take a leaf out of the Halloween book yeah. and actually use some sounds of some sort there can yeah. you know can could just can give it a little bit more give it a kick the editing in that particular section too was pretty shit ass too because it didn't it didn't didn't showcase how close Russ was or that he was bearing down on him or anything like mm. he just turns around and looks over his shoulder and Russ here comes Russ <laughs> <laughs> wandering out of the trees with his bloody giant drill in hand mm. speaking of the drill worked alright for some shots but <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure that's the weapon of choice. No, it seems like it's a lot of work. <laughs> it does. Like, you know, it's heavy. It's Especially when you're creeping around and you accidentally press Ding. the button. And, oh, shit. <laughs> now they know I'm here. You bloody keep hitting the drill bit against the side of fucking doors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it just... It's not what you'd call a weapon that kind of makes you stealthy. No, and it doesn't... I mean, some scenes it really works. Others, he's drilling people with it and you're like... I mean, fuck, I can barely get a drill to go into wood that well, let alone... I mean, he's just jamming it into people left, right and centre with ease. Hold still! Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't love that. No, I didn't love that either. I also didn't love uh, seeing him racing out of the gym after after getting the girl in the gym. We, for some reason, get that shot of him racing out of the gym. Yeah. I don't like, need to see him doing, you know, a 40-metre dash. No, no. I, I don't... Like, that's why I like my Michaels and my Jasons and all them. Yeah, keep Everything's some mystery kind of done around as, it. As that they just, they just wander up and they kill you and they move on. And then they're gone. And where they went, who knows? That's right. I don't really need to see where Russ was. No. Like, I Halloween's mean, probably the only the one that successfully did a little bit of that. Yeah. It showed Michael actually wandering around. Yeah. I mean, we get the sense that he's not hanging around too long. So we don't need to see him open the door and then quickly just take off outside the gym. Yeah, and run back to the van. It's like, yeah, we know the van's there. Yeah. We already saw it. We know that he chased that girl down into the school. Yep. And killed her. Yeah, we got Enough that. said. I mean, that's what happens when you're trying to stretch... 65 minutes to 75. <laughs> like, you're trying yeah. to stretch to as far as you can. That's right. And speaking of things <laughs> we didn't didn't need to see, a couple of the poorer jump scares, the coach coming to her door and then a drill coming through, and she goes, ah, and opens the door, and then, oh, sorry, coach, I'm just putting in your peephole. Like, <laughs> that's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I forgot you were doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, how the fuck did you get in here? <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's my question. Yeah. I didn't leave no, any I keys. I had to be home to let you in. I didn't leave you any keys. Oh, Mr. Content Mr. Content, let me in. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Content was in here. Um, I think he stuck out looking like fucking Nacho Libre with a berry or undies <laughs> pulled over his head. But he, he said it would be fine if I just started working. Yeah, he just said, don't tell anyone and I'll, I'll let you in. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of looked at me and mumbled, <laughs> mumbled through, through some, you know, some cotton. <laughs> he mumbled, "You never saw me." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, came, I, I knocked on the door and it sort of swung open. And I saw him and he went, "Oh, I didn't know you were coming." <laughs> Tell uh, no one. Look, I was just looking for snails. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> oh, mate. Absolute genius, too. Now, oh, the bigger issues with this thing is it's a 75-minute film and the middle portion is quite slow. Yeah. It's like sort of... Quite uh, poorly paced. It's, it's like, sort of a product of there not really being a story. 
it's just sort of a group of girls getting together for the party without any sort of story running through. Yeah, and it's kind of trying to cherry pick to find some of the characters and almost show where they're at. Yeah, other than everyone still being pissed off at Diane and <laughs> not sharing the, not sharing the seed. <laughs> I will not tell you again. Pass the ball. Yeah, they should have been making light-hearted jabs at her actually at the... Um, at the, at the uh, summer party? Yeah. Like, can you pass me a beer? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. It's a product of the film not really having much story. So, essentially, you're trying to kind of find things to do to keep the film moving forward, but essentially there isn't any kind of forward momentum because no. Russ Thorne isn't really pushing things forward. He's no. just killing people. There's not even any anything that sort of stands out about him. I mean, we get this thing about five murders. We get it on the bloody on the radio station twice and the newspaper once in the space of about ten minutes to start the film. Yeah. And then there's a there's a sequence where he's counting the bodies. He's counting the bodies in the back of his car in the the boot of the car. Yeah. And I'm not really sure. And why. Not really sure why because at that point he killed more than that. I think. But there, well, they weren't he all killed. In the, yeah, they weren't all in the boot. So I'm sitting there going, does he stop at five or... He didn't. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, why was he doing some counting? I, d- I don't know. I, d- I don't Not really sure. understand that. And there was no kind of side stuff going on. Like, you didn't have the cops looking for him or anything like that. You no. Know? Like, you didn't have a side plot going. Yeah. So um, it would have been... I don't know. It would have been nice, even without some of that, it would have been nice to have a little bit of a through line for the girls, like something that's happening there. Well, yeah. Apart from Diane not passing the ball, there's no real kind of like, why are they having the party? Yeah. What, what? I'm assuming they're having the party because it's like the weekend or whatever yeah. after the base- baseball. There's a little bit of friction that, you know, Valerie's not there, but even that's not really that important. It's just so she can come in and save the day later. But it's not really explained either. Like, I mean, you can tell me a million times that, you know, she, she wasn't happy with Diane on the basketball court, but that's not a reason enough to do this. Like, No, it was Diane. Diane was the one that wasn't happy with her. Oh, right, wasn't sorry. She? So, yeah, Diane wasn't happy, but that's not reason enough to separate them. Yeah, like you're not the one that should be pointing fingers here, Diane. Yeah, yeah, you're the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wake up to yourself. Yeah, Russ. The big, big problem with Russ is that we see far too much of him. Yeah, and I think there's so. no real way to create like. Like they do a very. I'll give them a massive amount of credit. They do a very good job to to get as many jump scares that work out of having him around. Yeah. But they do, and they do it by doing quick hits. Yeah. I think there should have been more back and forth between him and content. Like, content should have turned up and said, oh, hey. Um, oh, hi. Oh, what are you, you doing here? You're sneaking in here too. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> the back, the, the lock on the back door is partially broken. <laughs> like if, you, if, if you're looking for a way in. Uh, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the underwear drawers are in the uh, upstairs bedroom. But <laughs> the problem with Russ is he kind of sticks out like dog's balls because every time I see him... <laughs> Every time we see the bloke, he just kind of looks. I, I guess it's like uh, slashes that I think the slashes that work really well are the ones where they they don't seem human. You know. Yeah. Michael never f- seemed human. Even well, there's in the an first aspect one. of them that yeah. Even if they are 
you know, so-called human, there's an aspect of them that, that doesn't seem that way. And like, usually, in a lot of cases, it's the fact that they wear a mask. Yeah. Like, it covers their face, so... Or they call you up from a phone and say, I'm evil, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah, the real upper tier work. <laughs> what was that? I am evil! <laughs> yeah, like, those ones. But, no, but, yeah, like, Michael and Jason and those guys, because they wear a mask, because they don't talk... It gives you this kind of like supernatural, unkillable vibe. Yeah, that Russ doesn't have because Russ. I mean, when, when he's when he's fucking bolted out of the 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 school gym, <laughs> like his bum's on fire. <laughs> it's it doesn't sort of raise that thing of, well, yeah, he's yeah he's a scary guy. Yeah, because he's so. cold and heartless and and you know ruthless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that because those things don't help. And then on top of that, when he actually speaks at the end, he shouldn't. No. It's really jarring. He starts rambling on about loving them and and all this stuff that is not really covered off on why he would say these things or, you know, I think they've just got him stuck in there as kind of like a, a, a psychopath type of thing. Yeah, I think so. And it's just sort of rambling nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from going, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he shouldn't speak. It it really undercuts him, and unfortunately, seeing him so much makes it even worse. Yep. That was me. Yeah, with me regards too. Regards to the dislikes, other than another cat in the closet <laughs> that's been thrown at someone. Yep. Actually, no, that one's a bit more. It's actually. Jumping, I think. It does Because I actually do show a shot of it. Leaking Jumps out of the closet. But like, I think it was the Friday the 13th remake, wasn't it, that we spoke about where there was, there seemed to be a cat in the closet for some reason. Like, what are they doing in there? I mean, that's that's animal cruelty. Let the fucking thing out. Yeah. <laughs> was it Friday the 13th or was no, it... Um... it was, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was. It was something we watched recently that was, yeah. But yeah. Another one of those things, that's kind of that cheap jump scare that doesn't really, that's probably never worked, I don't think. But that is the Slumber Party Massacre. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. And Instagram at thrillmepodcast.au. The next episode, I actually asked Gibbo what he would, like, you know, did he have anything that he was wanting to throw out there? And he actually threw out the old guard as a potential. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I'm certainly keen because I haven't seen it. So yeah. I think that might be our next one in the in the canon. Pretty good selection. That's good. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.